and welcome to our podcast. It's five o'clock somewhere. I'm Molly. I'm Rebecca. And once a month, we will be watching a random movie together and talking about it. While drinking. So for each episode, we'll be testing out a different cocktail, which will be related or inspired by what we're watching. If you want to test these drinks out for yourselves, the recipe for each cocktail is included in the show notes. Don't blame us if they taste like shit. We have never tried these before, and we can't vouch for if they're actually good or if they are tailored to your specific taste buds. And if you are anything like us, you will agree that the drink for this episode (laughs) does indeed taste like shit. (laughs) Yes, like Molly said, it tastes like old lady perfume, and now that's all I can think about. (laughs) Yeah, literally old lady perfume with like just a touch of orange, not not appetizing at all. (laughs) Now, just really quick to explain how this podcast will go. We'll be watching these films in their entirety, but we'll cut out any lulls in conversation so you only get our endless, completely unsolicited commentary. These episodes could be one hour. They could be two. It entirely depends on how much we talk and how drunk we get. If you are interested in the full-length commentary to watch along with the movie, check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes along with links to our social media so you can see what we're up to outside of watching movies. Now, this is my turn to introduce the movie, but before we do that really quick, this has been a really exciting month for Molly. She and a friend of hers have co-authored a book, and it has come out this month. It is a YA paranormal romance, and I'm really excited for you, so tell us a little bit about that, Molly. So the book that just came out, just came out on Tuesday, uh, is called Lightfall, and it's a YA fantasy paranormal romance, basically about... Two Nephilim who, uh, oh my god, I like, can't even describe my own book on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so my character, Luna, thinks that she's crazy. She's been in a psych ward. She keeps accidentally setting people on fire. You know the norm. And uh, she ends up finding out that she's not crazy. She just has angel blood. And that's been kind of going haywire her whole life. So she's brought to Egypt to go to a school for special you know people with angel blood and there she meets caleb who is a dark nephilim who's doing an exchange program you know under the guise of keeping the relations good between the darks and the lights when really he's there to try to find his grandfather alexander the great who was entombed under the school after trying to take over the world so it's chock full of historical figures who play nephilim you know alexander the great is in it for one And it's set in really cool locations. So it's set in Alexandria and all the schools are set at biblical locations. Uh, So we have like the Tower of Babel in the one in Alexandria is the Serapium, which we have like the Library of Alexandria is in there. We say it like was saved by the angels. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a really interesting book. (laughs) It was really fun to write. And I can vouch for that. I actually had the privilege of reading it a little bit early and it is really good. And honestly, if you're a fan of urban fantasy or paranormal, I think you'll like it. It reminded me, I told her, of the show on Netflix, Lucifer. So if you like that type of storytelling, I think you'll like Molly's book a lot. And where can we get that, Molly? So the ebook is available on Amazon and it's in KU for any of you with KU. And uh, otherwise, the paperback and hardcover, which is absolutely gorgeous, if I do say so myself, are available basically anywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, if you're here in the UK, uh, and, you know, all your little online indie shops as well. It's, you know, it's available yeah, pretty much anywhere books are sold. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, this has been a very exciting month for Molly to set that book out into the world. I'm excited for her. I'm 
excited for anyone who reads it. If you want to actually go look at the gorgeous cover, you can go to Molly's social media, which is linked on here. So anyway, happy release. Thank you. Also, I designed the cover, so it's like extra special to me because it's so exciting when I see people gush over the cover art. I'm like, yay, I made that. <laughs> it, it is cool. I'm proud as your friend. I'm like, my friend did that. <laughs> So while that had nothing to do with our movie selection, like I said, as Molly's friend, I'm really excited for you to know that she has this book out. Thank you. Uh, So yay. On to the business at hand. Our movie selection is a favorite of both Molly and myself. It is the 2013 romantic comedy, Austin Land. It is based on a 2007 novel by the same name written by Shannon Hell or Hale, however you want to say it, with your accent. (laughs) It stars Carrie Russell as a single 30-something obsessed with Jane Austen's 1813 novel Pride and Prejudice, who travels to a British resort called Austenland in which the Austen era is recreated. J.J. Field, Jane Seymour, Brett McKenzie, and our other favorite actress, Miss Jennifer Coolidge. Um, legend! Also star. (laughs) You know, I'm um, I'm quite embarrassed to say I had no idea this was based on a book. Same here. I only found it out when I was pulling up the IMDb for this episode. Yeah. So now we're going to have to read the book. Absolutely. Buddy read. <laughs> and to go with our movie, we thought as it is the final movie in our Summer of Austin, we thought we would partake in a gin Austin. So this drink is basically a combination of gin uh lilit rosé am i saying that correctly lilit rosé i think so i've literally Uh, never had it before uh a dash of orange bitters and you're supposed to have sage leaves in it but honestly i couldn't find sage leaves so i just went without i'm not sure it would have done much to save the the granny perfume taste to be honest so i I was gonna say well now i'm glad that i'm not the only one whose piggly wiggly store was out There are certain herbs you just, like, cannot find at all, ever. (laughs) Chives being the main one, which is so frustrating because I love chives and cooking. (laughs) Do you have any snacks tonight, Rebecca? I did have a snack beforehand. After I tasted this drink, I was like, I need something sweet to wash it out of my mouth. (laughs) I had our family favorite banana pudding. Oh, very nice. Oh, it was so good with the wafers on top. Oh, yeah. Very delicious. So before we started this, I had a nice little cup of it. Nice little treat. And now I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So are we, oh, before I forget, we will be continuing our Jane Austen drinking game. I've said the rules the last two episodes, so I'm not really going to run through them again. I'll just say, you know, we will announce when uh, when we (laughs) we need to be drinking. But it's basically any displays of haughty independence, male character riding up on a horse or riding off on a horse. Marriage proposals. That's the big one. That's the big one. Oh, and uh, it's the drain your glass if someone shouts, this isn't how they did it in the book. But since neither of us read the book, that won't be happening. And uh, I I think that was pretty much all the rules, wasn't it? Oh, no. Marriageable skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay, so I think we're covered. In that case, should we begin? Let's begin. All right. One, two, three. Play. Yay, I love this movie. Even the music gets me. I know. It's fantastic, isn't it? I love this opening where she's doing like the, she's doing like an advertisement for this place in England, which is like a Jane Austen experience. And she has like the footman with the the powdered wigs and she's holding a fake goat for some (laughs) bizarre ass reason. (laughs) 
Whatever happened to Carrie Russell? She was in that, like, Americans show, wasn't she? Yes, and it actually didn't end until, like, the year before last or something. Really? I Yeah. Wow, I didn't know it went on for that long. I always liked her, though. Me too. I really liked her in that movie Waitress. You know what? I can't recall if I've ever seen that. It's really sad, though. Don't watch it when you want to feel good. You know what? As much as I, too, love Mr. Darcy, she is kind of tragic in this. Yeah. I love how... I just love how geeky she is. Like and was uber in high geek, uber geek. I could never get Daniel to sit down and watch Pride and Prejudice with me. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, not Jeremy either. Like I can't even get him to sit and watch a Marvel movie with me. <laughs> you know what? That makes me laugh every time this bit because it reminds me that when I was a preteen, I had a cardboard cutout of Legolas in my room that would always scare the shit out of one of my friends. <laughs> sleep over and it got to a point where I started like moving it whenever she was sleeping <laughs> like be, like to get closer to her and be facing her oh, oh a little gosh. sexual harassment in the workplace it's normal and he broke her teacup that is not cool teacups can get expensive yo I like how she keeps that brochure and it's <laughs> on her desk as like a, a hopeful reminder of why I work here and we have the oh sorry it's not a goat it's a lamb the like fake lamb again <laughs> <laughs> this movie makes me laugh every time that the travel agent cracks me up too he yeah. like i don't know this whole movie is kind of dated just with yeah. the travel agent and the computer unless he's like a a shady travel agent shady maybe travel agent. Not, yeah what year did this come out 2013 yeah so it's not that dated he's just a shady travel agent yeah he looks like a 90s travel agent yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's just a crappy travel agent. I'm laughing at that that uh, pinup picture he has of the guy in the powdered wig. I know. And every time I watch this movie, it makes me wonder if this is an actual thing. Because I know they do like the Bridgerton balls. Yeah. Um, now I know the Jane Austen Center in Bath has a festival once a year, but I don't know if they do like immersion. Yeah, that's probably like a rent fair type go. thing. But that would be fun. Can you imagine? spending ten thousand dollars on this <laughs> no <laughs> that doll is terrifying she is like next level with her apartment it's pretty horrific it's like cottage core but extreme do you know what it reminds me of did you ever see dodgeball yes do you remember um the girl's apartment in that which is or her house and it's just chock full of unicorns like yes. everywhere this I is like that, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's like that when I say cottagecore I don't mean the cute no. cottagecore aesthetic like, like this is creepy yeah because it's so tacky like uber tacky and she has weird dolls everywhere like why that Darcy cutout's head is just like, <laughs> Colin, Colin Farrell's head is just dangling from the the body oh we forgot to drink because that guy at the beginning was like this is it. This is all you got. Would that be a marriage proposal or do we just want to skip it because we don't like the drink? <laughs> um, was it a marriage proposal or more of a dating proposal? Let's say dating just because yeah, I'm just not so... in a hurry to take a <laughs> sip. Yeah. The drink is pretty disgusting. That looks more medieval than... Yeah. That's, oh, that's I love cool. this song. Yes. The soundtrack in this movie is amazing. It is a good soundtrack. I played this song and a couple other really good oldies, I guess you'd call them, to get everybody up and moving in the morning. I love how she's wearing that atrocious outfit to the airport. (laughs) Like, you look like a fool. (laughs) You know, no matter how excited I was about something, you couldn't 
no, I couldn't cosplay on the airplane no, like that. Absolutely not. Especially when you think about how long a that, uh, like a transatlantic flight. That's, that's like an eight-hour flight. <laughs> You're just like sweating and feeling disgusting. And oh, there she is, the legend our herself. Queen, our queen. The Darcy place. <laughs> <laughs> she really is bold. Like, I love how like she doesn't even be... know where the hell she's going. She's just like, yeah. yeah. She's like, I just, I'm just going because I'm gonna look good in those winch gowns. <laughs> I'm gonna push up the old ladies. My favorite is later on in the movie when she tries to speak with a British accent. Oh, I know. It's it's so funny, isn't it? And then I don't get the car. No, because they didn't have cars. <laughs> like a horse and buggy would have been far, like made far more sense. Yeah, and you know what? If you're going to do a car which isn't even accurate, just go ahead and get a regular car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Here's the chauffeur and kind of like the handyman who does yeah, everything. Yeah, he's, he's kind of all the things. And he's good looking, which is intentional. <laughs> I'd be very worried about my luggage on the back of that car, just like tied with one measly rope. Yeah, I don't trust it. That is a cute little cottage. It is. It reminds me a bit of the cottage in The Holiday. You know, the one that... um. Yes, that everybody wants to move to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is just the best. I love her. And I like how... I mean, I don't like it, but I think it's funny that because she paid... That um, Carrie Russell paid the least for her package that they're so mean to her oh my god they're absolutely vicious i'd be so fucked off if i paid 10 grand for them to treat me like a piece of shit right oh and she's explaining the packages to her while they're in this cottage it reminds me of when i wanted to travel abroad for my first time and they would give you all these different packages and I never spoke with anyone. It was just sent in the mail, but it was always implied, like, well, this is the shittiest package. Yeah. They're basically and, saying to Jane, well, you picked the shit one. <laughs> That's a good shout, actually. Why are they having a fire in the middle of summer? <laughs> yeah, really. You could never pay me to put on a corset. I'm just saying. No. That, no I, just, I can't even uh, handle wearing bras. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, like, if it's not a cushy sports bra, I ain't having it. <laughs> Also, the hairstyle they give Jane in this is disgusting. Yeah. And it looks very painful. <laughs> it does look painful. Let's go meet the men. She looks so drab in that sad brown dress. I know. And it begins. Now she's yep. going to walk all the way to the big house. Excluded from the carriage, so she has to ride on the back. Well, at least they're finally using horse and buggies and not cars. Yeah. That oh, lady geez. that she meets when the two but the two carriages are like crossing paths and she sees another person dressed like her and she just looks so miserable. Also <laughs> like on the back of the buggy. <laughs> the house is beautiful though. I wonder which estate that is. It's got to be an actual estate, surely. Um, I when I looked this up earlier, there was it. I didn't look it up, look it up, but in the Google search that came up a lot. Yeah. Oh my god, I just took a sip of that drink, and it is truly heinous. <laughs> it lingers. <laughs> it lingers. Yeah, that taste is bad. Yeah. Um, It says it was filmed in, I don't know how to say this, you, you're going to have to correct me, West Wickham Park, or Wycombe? Is it W-Y-C-O? 
M B O M B E. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it's pronounced Wycombe. In Buckinghamshire. Oh yeah, Buckinghamshire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I actually what the house that's actually the county too. I got married in. And that's what the house is called too. Yeah. Actually, it might be pronounced Wycombe now that. Oh, I don't know because I think there is like a W I C K H A M, like in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. I'd have to ask Daniel to be honest with you. Normally I'm good at this, but not when there are uh, <laughs> so many alternative spellings for the same word. We, we need to consult the native. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now Jane is being escorted to the servants' quarters. Which actually the servants' room isn't that bad. It's not. Like it's, I think it's an all right room still, personally. Yeah, like I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean that bed is cute. <laughs> that bed is cute. I might be mad at the bathtub because it clearly doesn't have a faucet in it. But <laughs> now she's kind of snooping around. She's in the ballroom, it looks like. She's pretending to dance. A little cringe, dancing with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I like the dresses, even though they're supposed to be cosplay dresses. And they are really cute. Yeah. Her accent is so offensive. I know it's intentional, but it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> and Jane, an orphan of no fortune, who we've taken in off the streets out of the good of our heart. I love this guy. Before. Oh, in class, that's it. <laughs> this guy is so funny. So I'd be curious to know if you think this, but Henry, uh, JJ Fields, I believe his name is in real life. He to me looks a lot like Tom Hiddleston. Yes. I like I actually had that. to Google because I got very confused for a minute and I was like, I know that's not Tom Hiddleston, but are they brothers? Like I had to like look it up because I was like, surely I'm not the only one who thinks these two look a lot alike. No, you could switch them actually, and nobody would probably tell until they started <laughs> a monologue. Yeah, it's just one's blonde and one's not. Although, isn't Tom Hiddleston naturally kind of more blonde than dark-haired? He's a ginger, naturally. Ah, okay. So, actually, they're closer in hair color than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it really, Especially the side profile, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be able to tell through the eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to use that line sometime. It's so brilliant. Basically, the, uh, what what's this guy's name again? I can never remember it in this movie. But he, um... He kind of gets paired up with Jennifer Coolidge's character, and he's just so funny. He has the best comedic timing. And she's like, oh, don't I have something in my eye? And he uses his little monocle, and he's like, yes, there is something in your eye. Fire. And then we have Carrie Russell's character geeking out over everything. Massively geeking out. And every attempt to speak to Mr. Nobly, he's just like, no. Very Mr. Darcy in that respect, for sure. And what's great about this is you don't once you watch this movie in its entirety, you don't really know if he's playing a part or if he's really just can't be bothered with this. Yeah, if he really just doesn't want to be there. I saw a really funny meme earlier, and it was um, Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy, and she's like, do you want to? And he's just like, no. And then next frame, it's like, he's like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and now Carrie Russell is arguing with Mr. Nobley, the Darcy character. Uh, giving off very much a lot of uh Darcy and Elizabeth vibes especially that first meeting when she basically tells him like I heard what you said about me yeah like that level well and then in the book when um he's talking about so few women are accomplished or something like that yeah 
And then she's like, well, then I wonder how you know so many. Yeah, like, exactly. It's got that level. It's that level of back and forth, which is good. We're, we're here for it. And then you have the other female character here who is basically very dramatically pointing out about how Jane is an old spinster with no husband and no kids. And she has actually upset Jane, who has left the table. And this is why we love Jennifer Coolidge's character. She is like the ultimate BFF in this. Because she's like super ditzy, doesn't really know what's going on, kind of trashy. But you know what? She's going to show up for her friend. She is a true friend. The friend she just met on the plane. Yeah, she doesn't even know this girl. And she is like there. She's ride or die straight out of the bat. Wait, really <laughs> did talks. I just hear that correctly? The <laughs> subtitles just popped up with "Don't hang yourself, Jane." Was that? Did she actually <laughs> that say was that? Perfect, Tommy. <laughs> You're in the creepy tower. So I guess they didn't want to go too authentic. So please do use the modern plumbing. <laughs> and then she just said, uh, "The toilets really do flush here, and I guess the servants don't know what to do if the chamber pots are just piled high." Which makes me think that she used the chamber pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other, that girl that hurt Jane's feelings earlier, like, she's a really good um, villainess. Yeah. She's, she's just kind of the catty bitch. girl character in this. <laughs> Enter the hot handyman. Yeah. He just asked if she held from the former colonies because she's obviously American. In England, and they're in immersed in Austin era cosplay. That reminds me of. Have you ever been to Colonial Williamsburg? Mm, I don't think I have actually. So when you're there, it's like at Disneyland. The character, like the employees, can't write character, so they're also Regency era basically. And um. When you go to eat or something, they'll try to make small talk with you. And when we said, when they said, where are you from? And I said, Kentucky. Well, back then it wasn't a state yet or anything. And they're yeah. like, oh, you're from the wilderness. Like, <laughs> it was so embarrassing, though. It was like, um, we just want to eat our food. Thanks. Andrews. He's just like incessant, isn't he? Well, wow, that sounds super safe. Real horses and real <laughs> guns for people who aren't trained to use either. <laughs> so, so they've given them all rifles to shoot, and it's all fake animals, <laughs> which just cracks me up. <laughs> They're like fake deer in the field. They need to make sure they get their and money worth. They put pheasants on like cannons and <laughs> launch them into the air. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Jane is super good with a gun. Well, I mean, she is American. So. <laughs> I remember going to, uh, one, you know, like the little carnivals that pass through towns and whatnot. So they're like mm-hmm. super, super shit here. <laughs> like really bad. <laughs> but um, we go to them whenever they're here. And they always have the little gun one, don't they? Where you have to shoot down the little targets, the little metal targets. And I remember this was like years ago now before COVID. And um. I was like, oh, I want to do this game. And my husband was like, oh, those games are always rigged. The sites are always shit. And I was like, well, let me just play it anyways. And I'm just sat there like ping, 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 hitting all the targets. Like, no problem. <laughs> completely showing him up. And I'm like, yep, I'm good with a gun. Granted, I've never shot a real one. I've only ever shot BB guns. But my aim is impeccable. Excellent. 
But I can't imagine riding a horse, even though it's side saddle or whatever. I can't in a dress like that. No. I find it interesting they'd expect them to ride side saddle when that's, like, really freaking hard to do. Right. I took horse riding lessons when I was young, and I really loved it. Um, I only did it for a couple of years just because it's, like, stupid expensive. But um, I remember one of the lessons, they were like, oh, we want you to try side saddle. And after that lesson, I was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's stick to the uh, the old straddle position, shall we? Yeah. We, um... We've grown up around horses and stuff here, and mom does a lot of horse showing and everything, but we've never done fancy stuff like side saddle or anything. It's yeah, it was just no thank you. Oh wait, you got a drink. Mr. Nobly just rode up on a horse to rescue oh, Jane. There we go. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Like <laughs> oh, it's so bitter. You can smell it before you taste it. And the taste and just doesn't go away even after you've swallowed. Oh, my God. Like, literally, <laughs> I could go drink a bottle of perfume right now, and it would taste the same. <laughs> That's kind of hot. <laughs> I actually really love that scene. So, basically, she's like, I can't ride side saddle, but she's soaking wet, and Mr. Nobly's come to, like, help her. So, he literally takes her dress and just tears it all the way up. Yeah, and she's wearing those fancy ones. Well, yeah, we the, would think the they're fancy, fancy now. Yeah. Like, like, like what I call the, the pa- oh, they're not, they're not called knickers. They're like they're not called knickers. They're like fa- pantaloons or something, right? Yeah, officially they're called pantaloons, but we would call them stockings and garters now. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I like to call the anniversary package. <laughs> <laughs> now he's trying to help her off the horse, and she's fighting and him. And now he's like slung her over his shoulder, which is also hot. In and her underwear is on full display. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this girl. She's so so the mean girl just came up. She's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know where you were. I was about to send out a search party. And then she sees Jane's torn dress and she makes the most ridiculous gasping noise. It's like the longest gasp I've ever heard. And her face is just like <laughs> uh, She really gets in the, the character. Acting is the acting is so good in this. It's amazing. Oh, card games. Did you ever like do you play card games? Uh, not really. I know how to play, um, oh, I know how to play something, and I can't remember why. I really don't, the only card game I enjoy is Solitaire, because I can play it alone. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Um, my grandma and all my aunts used to have, like, ladies night like this, where they would play cards, like, all night, but it wasn't anything like poker or anything, you know, saucy. (laughs) It was like, uh, what did they play? They played Rook. And what's dummy. what's the one where it's like um you have to try and get the closest to 21 but if you go over it like you're out blackjack yeah blackjack i know how to play blackjack yeah yeah but i just remember because we would all like pile up at my grandma's and like fall asleep waiting for them to get done yeah because it was so yeah it's never appealed to me i would be so bored i think in regency time <laughs> Yeah, like literally all they could do was walk around a room and play cards and walk around. I just noticed, I don't think I ever noticed this before, that in this scene, Jennifer Coolidge has like a full-on bird in her hair. I know, I just noticed it too. Like a full-on pheasant decoration in her hair. So Jane is beginning to kind of realize that this experience she has spent a shit ton of money on kind of isn't what she hoped. 
And she's seeking out the stable boy. I just saw a fake peacock in the I know, I saw that too. (laughs) (laughs) So, actually, no, I won't say this right now because it spoiled the movie. I will say it at the end. How old is the saxophone? It's like a jazz instrument, so it must be relatively recent. I don't don't recall ever seeing a saxophone in Regency times. (laughs) Now, I know they had, like, trumpets. Yeah, trumpets go back pretty far. Little war war trumpets and stuff like that. Um, I just had to Google it because you said that. Um, 1846 okay. uh, was when the saxophone was invented in Paris. Yeah, sounds about right. So it's still a little late for that that era, but yeah. So he he's just said to her that the actors are paid to be valiant and like you know, Prince Charming, because they have a Most Valiant Player of the Month award. Does that mean they do this experience, like, once a month? How long is she actually there for? I don't remember. She's she's there for a couple weeks. Is it a couple weeks, is it? Yeah. Well, I would hope so for 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. That would be exhausting to be an actor on this estate. <laughs> yeah, if day you and night, you have to take often. part in this. There are certain jobs you really couldn't have a life outside of. I was saying this to my husband because um, we went and saw the circus last weekend. And because they travel, I was just like, you couldn't really have a life outside of this. Do you know what I mean? Right. So Jane's getting nice and cozy with the stable boy. I notice he has contraband in the background. I see it yep. on old TV. One of those little ones with the VCR that used to be in the bottom. Oh, yeah. I had one of those. I did too. I had a silver one. I want to see a rotary phone. It must be his aesthetic. This part is bizarre for reasons that come to light later. <laughs> yeah. So he's, they've heard a thump and she's like, oh my God, is someone here? And he's like, no. And he takes her around to the stables and there's a pregnant horse about to give birth. Hey, those are really heavy. That She's trying to pick up a hay bale to help him. They are very heavy. Very. To be honest, I would have just done that to begin with. (laughs) That was really fast. That was very fast. Now there's like a little colt there. and Where did he get the the, um, the, uh, stethoscope from? (laughs) Is he wearing that before? No, he was not. Yeah. He just asked if he could give her something. Oop. And that something was a kiss. Oh, like a very closed-mouthed kiss, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like the most unpassionate kiss I've ever seen in my life. That was like getting James kissed by your, that, that was like getting kissed by your grandmother, you know, when they like have the papery thin lips, like ooh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, marriageable skill alert. They are reading books. Oh no. Ah. Jennifer Coolidge's take on a Jane Austen book. <laughs> you sleep with me right now. I will speak to you the next day, unlike any man you will meet in the next hundred years. <laughs> Did you notice the pug she was holding just then was a fake dog? <laughs> this place is just rife yes. with fake animals. <laughs> 
Oh, they are doing embroidery, marriageable skill, even if it's terrible. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm going to have to say, I think it's the, the Lilith yeah. that makes it this way, because we are well, gin drinkers. We are gin drinkers. It's not the gin, I'll tell you about, because I love me some gin. And gin, gin <sighs> is palatable with anything. Mm-hmm. But that, <laughs> and I also oh, drink, God. I drink a lot of whiskey sours, so it's not the orange bitters. Mm. I can barely even taste the orange in that. It's just bleh. it's just overpowering with the perfume. The sad thing is, I have a whole ass big bottle of that that I'm going to have to either use or chuck away. Because I, I tried to find just like, like a small what bottle. Yeah. They don't sell like tiny bottles of these things. Like, you have to spend like 15 pounds just to get the, uh, just to get it. And right. it's like a massive bottle you don't need. They They need to sell like a mixer's kit where it's. Yeah. It's alcoholic beverages, but that you don't use in anything except to mix with. So you don't need a whole big ass bottle. So now the handyman, I want to say he's mucking out the stalls, but he's not really because they're by the pond. So he's yeah basically picking up algae from the pond. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what he's doing. He kind of does a bit of everything. Sometimes he's a chauffeur. Sometimes he's birthing baby horses. <laughs> Sometimes he's... Cleaning algae off the road. And he has sunglasses hanging off his shirt. Well, at least their kiss this time is a bit more passionate than the last one. Yeah. Oh, this is a good song, too. He's <laughs> playing a freaking pan flute. <laughs> this is like every romantic comedy ever, and it's great. I've seen this movie so many times, and yet it still makes me laugh because I forget about these like tiny details because my memory is rubbish. Well, and you always find something new too. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been it's... growing, and he just jumps out, and the water's just up to his ankles. And now he has leeches all over him. Gross. That reminds me of when Jeremy and I first started dating. It was probably like our fourth or fifth date. We were gonna go on a canoe trip down this little. Um, river and we were so excited and they were like yeah the current takes you the whole way so you don't have to row yeah and well there had been a uh, dry spell and everything was low and we basically had to carry a canoe down the river for 11 miles oh my god (laughs) the worst date ever (laughs) this breakfast or dinner i'm assuming Uh, i can't quite tell I thought I saw donuts, but I don't know. Ah, Captain George West is coming. He's, like, the best. This guy is also really funny. (laughs) And the mean girl just choked on her food. (laughs) He is so beautiful. (laughs) He's this gorgeous man. He's walked in, and the breeze has just blown his shirt open, and all the ladies have sat up straighter, and they're like, ooh. Um. He he's reminds me of like those old school romance book covers you'd get with like the Fabio type model on them. Yeah. He he yes. would fit in nicely with like a Regency era one. Yeah, he would. I'm pretty sure he was in the 100. Oh yeah. I think he played Link Lincoln. I think his character's name was. He, if so, he was very good, and his character was unjustly killed off, and I will always be bitter about it. Aww. Did you die? <laughs> I will say, though, I despise his beard. <laughs> yeah, that is 
it's like one of those it's like one of those thin ones that goes all the way from the top of your ear along your chin line (laughs) up to your other ear but it's like maybe I don't know half an inch thick it's just a line (laughs) it looks like a pencil smudge yeah it's not very attractive more fake animals so this bit he drops the wagon stable boy seeing jane flirting with the newcomer captain george west and his shock looks pretty real here considering later events yeah and i like his cart is filled with fake animals and he (laughs) is wearing earbuds yeah he's like i'm not gonna try too hard to look historically accurate here (laughs) he doesn't get paid enough for this what makes me laugh is so the setup here, they're like outside, but they had servants bring out like pedestals with vases on them and decorations. It's like <laughs> it makes me wonder if that was actually the case back then. If if these rich people would have their their servants be like, Yes, can you bring all the inside decor outside? <laughs> yeah, I wanna look at all my tchotchkes while I eat out here. <laughs> uh oh. Jane's just um, went to find her stable boy lover, and now he is mad because he saw her uh, getting kissed on the arms by the Captain East. Yeah, and he's like, I thought you were above this stuff here. And she's like, well, maybe I like this stuff. He's like, I've never really respected the women that come here. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, but you met her here. So what did you think she was there for? Yeah, seriously. Oh, he's a catty little thing, isn't he? Yes, he is. So Jane's just been quote unquote dumped by Mr. Stable Boy in like the harshest Why way possible. <laughs> I didn't know we were dating. Oof. Yeah, seriously. Okay, now we're behind the scenes at the um the, cabana. <laughs> the male actors. Yeah, the actors' cabana. And the the servant actors are in swimming trunks, but they're still wearing their powdered wigs. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone's chilling out. They're having a barbecue at a pool. Now they're all talking about, you know, they haven't seen each other in a while. The male actors. And they're kind of just, you know, shooting the shit. And they are now talking about women. Jane, specifically. Do you see the lady just randomly doing ironing in the background? (laughs) And the other guy in the powdered wig doing push-ups on the ground. So Amelia, the mean girl, is singing, which is um, unfortunately a marriageable skill back then. So drink. Uh, mm. And she's playing the piano forte, which is like, oh, and they're doing embroidery. Oh, my God. Those like three uh, drinks. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That drink is seriously heinous. <laughs> oh, this bit's good. They're all encouraging Jane to go play the piano. But Jane only knows how to play one song on the piano, which, let's just say, is not error appropriate. This has been so embarrassing. And immediately within the first key, Mr. Nobly, I'm it's pretty like sure he knows what's head. going on. <laughs> and he's like bobbing his head a little bit. Look at his face. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he knows the song. He's liking it. Oh, my God. So for any listening, the song she starts playing on the piano and then singing is uh it's it's playing uh bleh, it's hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bop, but definitely it not, is. It is not Regency appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then I like how she gives that sassy little curtsy and walks oh, out. Oh, I know. And it's like, like yeah, she's totally over the bullshit of this copper package. <laughs> the literal shit package. <laughs> oh, more fake animals. <laughs> Mr. Nobly just appeared and is like, where are you going? And um, she was just like, whoa, and, and raised her hands and said, sorry, I've become a ninja when startled. <laughs> That's like my favorite line in this whole movie. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Nobly's trying to be gentlemanly, but he's awkward. Yeah, very awkward. And then the truth comes out. There's just something about that guy, meaning that yeah, he doesn't the want handyman. her to see the stable boy. Yeah. Oh, I almost just took a sip of this. <laughs> Ooh, this part's creepy. Yeah, I don't like this part at all. So, Mr. Waddlesbrook, who's like the owner's husbands um he's about to sort of hit on jane in a very inappropriate manner not that hitting on is like appropriate at all ever but in this case it is more than hitting on someone it is borderline assault it is harassment in in the most basics like it's harassment (laughs) yeah oh he does actually grab i couldn't remember how grabby he gets of her but yeah he's pretty oh god he's like really forced himself on her that's straight up assault but Jane can handle herself. <laughs> and meanwhile, Andrews runs down wearing a powdered wig and uh, the Union Jack on his boxers. They're like tidy whitey Union Jacks, yeah. too. Like... <laughs> can you imagine if that's how the men dressed for bed in the Regency period? <laughs> I would die. And now, nobly, I don't know if he's hitting on her or if he's being sincere. I would be like, I think yeah, he's. You can... I think it's the delicate shoulder touch he gives her because he does hesitate before touching her, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, are you sure there's nothing more? And in modern times, I'd be like, oh yeah, there's more you can do for me, sir. I do like that bed, even if it's supposed to be the shitty copper package bed. I would have that in the guest room at my house. Her, like, journal that she has looks like it was drawn by, like, a (laughs) ten-year-old. Oh, I just noticed now she's, uh, Jennifer Coolidge has a teeth whitening kit. And she has a TV in her room, despite them saying no modern things allowed. <laughs> I guess that's what the gold package gets you, yeah. whatever package she has. And now, so Jane has just told her friend, Jennifer Coolidge, whose character name I can never remember. Miss I need Charming. your help. I'm going to take charge of my story. Can you help me? And Jennifer Coolidge is like, I have waited my whole life for this moment. And she just went and stole and they, a bunch of clothes from the um, bratty girl. The mean girl, Amelia. More terrible English. <laughs> oh, and another great song. See, she looks so much prettier now. Her hair looks good. That dress is awesome. It was the, like, curls as bangs look. That was just really gross. That Yeah, that hardly ever looks good. Her entrance to the song is really good. She's very confident now. Mm-hmm. She's just, like, owning the room. Flirting it up with everybody. And it's making Mrs. Waddlesbrook, the owner of the company, very upset. Which very is great. Upset. I do like her little gloves there. She's like these little lacy gloves on. All the guys yeah. touch her their hats as she's walking down. <laughs> have you ever played croquet? I have. Not like just backyard. Yeah. Croquet, we had but... it 
Yeah, we had it for our backyard too. Don't you think that's so funny? Because I've never seen any English people play it, <laughs> but I've known loads <laughs> of Americans who have. It was like a thing we all had in the 90s in our garden, like in our yeah. backyards. Yeah, it was like the thing to play when you yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, isn't that so funny? This reminds me of Bridgerton now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. When they play the uh, the croquet match with the with their family. Yeah, except the Bridgertons are like way vicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now the the Captain East is just taking his shirt off. Oh, more good banter. Sh- fuck. <laughs> that was that was savage. That was savage. He's like, I don't see a ring on your finger. You know, in any book or movie, that's what gets me every time. Is if there's good sassy banter. Like, you've got me. Like, I will ship that couple. <laughs> and Mr. Nobly just kind of, they're, like, having some back and forth banter. And Mr. Nobly just totally accidentally went into his own personal stuff and revealed that his either girlfriend or wife, he doesn't say, left him for his friend. Oh, Jane's phone oh, no. has been discovered. She's about to be kicked out. This is uh, Jane Seymour's revenge for her being all confident and trying to steal the show. That's right. Oh, it's really sad. It is sad. God, Jane and they're going to make her leave on a, a bitch. pay cart. That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm right. Okay, so now the mean girls actually surprisingly stepped in. And, and claimed that the phone is hers. Yeah, and she said she gave it to Jane because she panicked. And because she's a, a high-paying customer, she gets to get away with it. Yeah. Oh, and we've just learned that she's been there before. <laughs> yeah. So they definitely want to is... keep her happy. Yeah, and Jane Seymour is totally kissing her butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we know why. The mean finding girl. out why she stepped in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that, that fake aristocratic accent. Yeah. It's like she's got marbles in her mouth. And do you notice the way she, like, prances around? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, here's a big reveal about Captain East. Oh, he got engaged to Amelia last season. Basically, she's living out her own persuasion fantasy. <laughs> like, massively. It literally is. She's ripping off the plotline from like, persuasion. Word thing. for word. <laughs> no, no, no. So she's basically saying to Jane now, listen, I helped you, you helped me. I want to get back in with George West. And she's not above blackmail to do it. Yeah. And she's literally putting her hand around Jane's throat. <laughs> and she also knows Jane stole her dresses. <laughs> uh. She does crack me up, though. She's a great, like, villain character. I know. And then that prance as she leaves. <laughs> She's just strange as hell. They have glue guns to make these hats. <laughs> That's not historically accurate. So they've just served Miss Andrews is just coming and he's like, Oh, you know, the lady who runs this place wants us to put on like a, a the- like a show. She's written a uh, a play. And Jennifer Coolidge is like, oh, I didn't know you could read or write. <laughs> like, I love that she in this is so sweet and fun, but she's also just so horny for everything. She's like so absolutely horny to the point of like <laughs> having ridiculous. many HR complaints against her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, they get to pick and um. Amelia has just subtly threatened Jane that if she doesn't pick the right person she's gonna um, turn her in for having the cell phone so she ends up picking nobly so that Amelia can have uh, the captain so now they're gonna have to spend some quality time together oh sorry yawn oh he just told her she makes him nervous oh 
That's a pretty garden. It is a pretty garden, isn't it? How old is Jane meant to be? Like early 30s? Yeah, early 30s. I do like that they break character so that like the character of their characters, I should say. Yeah. Um, when they're alone together. But that's why what makes it so true at the end when she like can't tell what's real and what's not because she's been exposed to both sides of it. And it's like, when are they acting and when are they not acting? Do you know what I mean? Right. And then for me as the audience person, it was, it's the same way. I'm like, yeah, you don't, you don't know when they're being authentic and when they're not, you kind of have to guess yourself. He's just noticed there's more pictures of him in there than anyone else. Mm -hmm. She's been drawing him when he's not looking. Oh, and she's just told him he is the Mr. Darcy of the house. Ooh. Oh, that's a good answer. When he just, when she said, she just said, you're the, basically like Molly said, you're the house's Mr. Darcy. You're every girl's fantasy. And then he says, am I your fantasy? And she says, you play your character very well. Yeah, that's a nice flirty moment between them. And Jane just said it here because they've just seen Amelia with Captain East and they are like making out or about to make out. And she's like, see, is that acting? Are they not? What if she actually is in love with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're not just making out. She's like throwing him against a wall. Oh, I've just realized we have missed several displays of haughty independence. I've been so reluctant to drink this drink that I've been purposely blocking out. Usually we're all about it. We are usually all over the drinking game moments. I'm like trying just to sip it here and there just to actually get it down. I'm like, oh, that's such a waste otherwise. Oh, here's Martin, the stable boy. That statue, they they have a gold plating on his uh, genitals on that statue. (laughs) Which means someone's been rubbing it. (laughs) <laughs> that was so awkward he's just like grabbed her she's walking by and gave her like a really weird kiss on the cheek it's like mm, you don't really get to break up with someone and then do that that's weird yeah that's not cool dude they did go next level with the uh <laughs> the theater <laughs> production the inflatable gold sharks brilliant do you see the moon in the back yes my large ass <laughs> I have to say, if the book is anything like the movie, it's going to be really funny. Yeah. He's got his lines on his shield. On the inside of his shield, yeah. I love how the, um, so the other people who work at the estate are, like, in the audience, and they're in the back, like, heckling the shit out of them. I bet this is, like, their favorite night of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my god, this like British guy in the back is yelling at like such a modern London guy would yell at like get off the you stage, wanker. you wanker. <laughs> oh, here's the funniest to me, the funny one of the funniest yeah. parts. <laughs> so Jennifer Coolidge has just launched an era that has basically poked Amelia in the eye. And now everybody's tripping around the stage. Amelia trips forward into Nobly's hand, so he's like cupping her boobs and he's saying his lines and he doesn't know it. It's just like it's a, a perfect mess. flow it's basically of a mess. comedy. <laughs> Here's the stable boy. And George West just slapped himself in the dick. Oh my god, look at their faces. I'm like, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> stable boy looks jealous because Nobly and Jane are having such a good time. And looking at each other very fondly. Gosh, you're right. He looks so much like Tom Hiddleston in that. He does, right? Their face, their faces, very similar faces. Yeah. 
they have to we need a, a an ancestry done on them yeah i'm convinced they're related <laughs> <laughs> jennifer coolidge is just like all right you need to lay down and be dead now <laughs> because amelia's way overacting her death scene massively it reminds me of um i don't know if you're like into japanese movies at all but um battle royale is like amazing but it's basically what i know you know suzanne collins claims that she didn't steal the idea for hunger games from it but it has a lot of similarities let's just say that so in battle royale these kids are like on this island and it's a it's, it's basically a future japan where they have problems with like delinquents so once a year they pick a school year at random from like a random school and they they put them on this island and they have to all kill each other and whoever survives gets to leave the <laughs> island but the death scenes are so graphic, but also almost ridiculous because this one guy gets shot like 80 times and he's still like stumbling back and like walking. <laughs> it takes him like a solid five minutes to actually fall to the ground. It's, you know, really excessive, but that movie's awesome. But that's what that reminded me of. It's like, just lay down and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is a scandalous. Jane just took nobly up to her room. But, like, for what reason? What was her plan once they got there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know what my plan would be. <laughs> Anyone else would also have the same plan. <laughs> he looks very tall. Yes. Because she's quite tall herself, isn't she? She's got to be at least, like, 5'10". I think so. Yeah. So he's, like, we're looking at, like, a solid 6'3 on him, probably. Yeah, because he towers that door, which, you know, the doors back then weren't very tall, any, or at least, like, mm-hmm. five foot. So, he's, and he's a good foot over that door. I just like tall men. Like this. Well, I said to you, didn't I? I've, I've started watching Supernatural, and I was like, I cannot get over how tall Sam is. <laughs> like, And I googled, and he's like 6'4". I was like, holy shit. Yeah, Jared Padalecki <laughs> is 6'4". Um, Jensen Ackles is like 6'2". Mm-hmm. like they're all really tall but it's just mental time. to me because i was like i'm literally five three he is over a whole foot taller than me yeah it's crazy oh that's sweet the sweet hand kiss but like the inside of the hands not the outside like the like so the... you know he you know he's like sincere or at least Into we think you. He's <laughs> yeah oh is this the ball night oh i do like her dress that dress is really pretty. That is a really pretty dress. Like, I, I would wear that. That's super gorgeous. I like how her hair yeah, is. Yeah, I would, I would, too. You know what? She almost looks like she could get married like that. Yeah. Yeah, that dress is gorgeous. I love when mean characters get their karma. <laughs> yeah. Andrews is so crazy. Her physical strength outdoes his. She can't wait to see his bedroom. It's Jennifer Coolidge, everyone. <laughs> I think she's a little confused with the platinum package buys her. Stable Boy has cleaned up. He is. He's wearing a very nice Regency formal outfit. He looks like he, he does stepped... look good in it. Yeah, he does look good in it. But like his hair and his normal go-to look, he looks like he stepped out of like the 70s or like 60s. Right. He has a very hippie look about him, doesn't he? He'd fit yes. right in with like the Beatles. So Stable Boy's trying to get back with Jane. And just at the time when he's going to make this great apology speech, Mr. Nobly steps in and is like, excuse me, we have a date. (laughs) And now they've just walked into the grand ballroom together. And they're going to finally do some dancing. 
this reminds me this podcast i listened to is just called the duchess podcast and it's mm-hmm. um the duke and duchess i can't remember their names but they are the stewards of beaver castle okay and they do a bridge they do a bridgerton christmas where they have this like it's like the bridgerton ball but they call it a regency christmas because oh know, yeah right but but they have the ball and you go like this and you have dinner and christmas and well actually I, about it. yeah i live near a lot of um stately homes down in cornwall mm-hmm. and uh, i'm because like i'm right on the border to cornwall sorry i'm in cornwall and i'm right on the border to devon and so we have a lot of stately homes around here and a lot of them do put on like balls and stuff at christmas so like uh i think it was before covid i haven't really paid attention to it but um we have one just over the border in devon that put on like a masquerade literally only a few years back and it's like the whole shindig like the, the ball the dinner and all that it's quite expensive to go to but um i thought it was always pretty cool like that would be fun to do like at least yeah time. that's what i said like get a ho- like get a room at that hotel and uh yeah just make a night of it like a weekend so nobody's just kind of professed his love for her but she's assuming this is the sort of promised proposal from the actor and she's like, oh, yeah, this is a dangerous game. And she doesn't want to play anymore. And she's like, I want something real. So she goes to find Stable Boy. And she's wanting to run off with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come into Jennifer Coolidge, who's crying, because she's like, I didn't think I was touching you inappropriate. And Colonel Andrews is all like, you were. You were touching me without my consent. And then he's he just has, like, and down if ever to be together, you must never do it again. <laughs> And there's just, like, a golf car, like, right outside. Very era-appropriate. Now they're on this swing, and she's talking about how nobly the guy's character that he played was pretty dreamy. And she's talking about how there were moments when she actually thought it might be real. And the stable boy is just reinforcing that it isn't. He's like, you know, Waddlesbrook, the lady who owns it, you know, hires really good actors. And now she's telling him, like, I'm so glad you're outside of all this. And then she's kind of hinting, like, you know, my flight leaves tomorrow. I can stay a little longer. And he's, like, you know, telling her basically what she wants to hear. (laughs) (laughs) The embroidery of her is hilarious. Jane's trying to break the news that Colonel Andrews is definitely not into her and might actually be into men. (laughs) And she's just, like, completely (laughs) blank and not understanding what she's hinting at. Oh, there it is. She's like, I was so afraid you were going to say he was gay. And it's like, uh. (laughs) Well. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Now they're in the carriage. And Amelia's dropped her character. (laughs) And she's finding out now that it was Nobly who told Amelia to pretend the cell phone was hers so that Jane wouldn't get kicked out. And so Jane is like, wait, what? (laughs) And Amelia's like, my husband's super old, so I come and do this to get away from him. Now she's doing her exit interview with uh, Mrs. Waddlebrook. Jane Seymour. Oh, and she's just found out that Mr. Nobly wasn't meant for her. <gasps> Uh-oh, it was the stable boy scripted to you from the very beginning. Dun-dun-dun. And she encouraged him to break things off with Jane to, like, make it tense in that then he would woo her back. And not only that, but the baby horse the foal was part of the thing so what i want to know is does he just keep pregnant horses around did he just like soak a baby that was already there like how did he play that like how did he pull that off 
That would be very interesting to know. <laughs> oh, and now Jane has is thoroughly pissed off. And, and she's like, well, your, your husband assaulted me, so. <laughs> so you need to, you know, you need to get shit straight. <laughs> What's with the mannequin in the background here? <laughs> Their, like, hangout area is very strange. <laughs> oh, and now we're seeing Martin's real behavior, his real face. And he's actually a scoundrel. He's the Wickham of this story. He is Mr. Wickham. He is the douche of the story. And it turns out Nobly might be the real the real charmer after all. How comfortable must you feel to be back in regular clothes, <laughs> even if it is at the airport? Also, she's just said just then, because she's been there, what, for a couple weeks? And she's like, no, I don't have any luggage. So I know that they provided, like, the outfits and stuff. But, like, really? She didn't have to bring anything with her? I can't believe you'd have just one carry-on bag. Oh, and Martin has intercepted her at the airport. So he's trying to plead his case with her at the airport, and she is not having it. Oof. (laughs) That was was douchey. And now Nobly has appeared. And Nobly's now pleading his case, and he's being serious, but she's she's been burned. It would be hard to believe, wouldn't it? Because... All yeah. of these people have been paid to lie to you and kiss you and stuff. And you would be like, how would you know what's real and what's not? Oh, and she has like right. all these people in the background just like, hey, what's going on? Let's listen in on this conversation. <laughs> Ugh. Like that makes me cringe. I know, right? He must be really tall because the Sable Boy guy just had to leap in the air to tackle yeah. him to the ground at the airport. And the Sable Boy guy doesn't look like he's a short person either. Like, no. That random passenger in the back has a bag that says, I love Darcy. Is that I know, I noticed that. Nope, because she has a matching one on her shoulder. So he just happens to have one as well. Do they just give them out at the airport? I know, right? Oh, poor Mr. Nobly. So he's like trying desperately to convince her that they had a real thing and she's just not believing it. (laughs) This random lady at the airport just gave um, the Sable Boy her card, I guess, with her number on it. Yeah. So he is doing just fine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he does not care. <laughs> and now Jane now is like, right, I need, to, I need to de-Austin my house. Yeah, get rid of those dolls, please. That yeah, dollhouse would be a cute bookcase, though. Like, yeah. I would keep that and put books in it. The headless Colin Firth cutout. So what's wrong with the flowers? <laughs> like, she's getting yeah, rid of all I'm this like, stuff. Why, why do the flowers have to go? Just need to get rid of the kids' stuff because you're 30. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's 2013. Why Why that really old yeah, phone? Yeah, that is. Phone? I never noticed that before. She has like an old school rotary phone there. Yeah, like my great grandma had that. Like, what's that have to do with Jane Austen? Because they didn't have phones. <laughs> right. Oh, and she thinks it's her. No yeah, she to- had told her best friend what was going on. Her best friend was like, I'll come right over. And that's who she thinks it is. But no, it's Mr. Nobly at her door. She forgot her sketchbook and he brought it back. He flew all the way to America to bring her her sketchbook. And she's just like, you could have mailed it. Yeah, I was going to say. Look at his face. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. He's just trying to shoot his shot. (laughs) Now she's she's thinking, okay, now she seems to be understanding a little more. But she thinks he's there because of his aunt, who's the one who owns the place. Aw. This is cute. This is 
And he's just pointed out that when they did the little fake play, they both couldn't act for shit. So clearly, neither of them could actually act and pretend to be anything other than what they are. Which is a really good point to be making. It is a very good point to make. Oh, he almost got to kiss her this time. Oh, that's a good line, too. That is a good line. You are my fantasy. That would be an awkward thing for her friend to walk in on. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Now we're on end credits, but just like a Marvel movie, there's more to come. I love the end credits. They're brilliant. So Jennifer Coolidge's character has bought Austin Land, but turned it into like some big ass carnival attraction. (laughs) Literally, there's a roller coaster in the background. (laughs) And she's got Andrews to play her husband. (laughs) And we get to see Nobly and Shane all happy and together. And Captain West is doing a strip show over like a massive audience of women. And Amelia's there with her old ass husband pushing him in a wheelchair. And she looks, she just like pushed him into a lake to go watch <laughs> Captain East. And now she's climbing on the stage. And Martin is still there. <laughs> Knob off. <laughs> He's still trying to hit on women, but this time they're not having it. Getting denied. All the hot powdered wig servants are hanging out with Jennifer Coolidge now. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it is such a good movie. So that was Austin Land. We, well, I watched it off Amazon Prime. Molly owns it. The drink was terrible. <laughs> the drink was truly, vi- I honestly only drank a quarter of mine because it's so bad. Yeah, normally we down these pretty quick and we're We excited. are always drunk by the end of these episodes and I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> Me too. Like I'm ready to go cook a full dinner now when the last few times I've been like, okay, we're going to use the air fryer guys. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was truly, truly a disappointing drink. Hopefully our next choice will be more enjoyable. It looks good, I'll say that. It does look good. But, you know, we're going to have hit and misses because uh, we've never tried these before. So I do think I'm going to chuck that Lilit Rosé straight in the bin. Yes. So that was the conclusion of our summer of Austin. And now we're moving into Halloween movies. Yay! Can't wait. The spooky season is upon us. And um, we may even have a guest for one of our Halloween movies because we're going to try to do two. Our plan is to do double feature October. So far, it looks like we'll be able to do that. Fingers crossed. Nothing goes awry. But uh, if so, we should have an episode with a special guest and then a normal episode featuring the two of us. So we look forward to doing that. I'm excited. This has been It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. And um, what's our catchphrase we decided on? It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere, just not here. (laughs) But just not here. (laughs) But it's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. (laughs) That's right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that, you know, you check out these films if you haven't seen them because they are super enjoyable. And yeah, we hope you uh, join us again next episode. See you later. Bye.